Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, Good Things wants to encourage you to go on an adventure in Mississippi. So I want you to head on over to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And head on over to, to supertalktv.com. You'll see I'll have with me in the studio Sherry and Charlie Marengo. They're here to talk about their latest book, which is 12 Years After 7 Months to Live. It's a love story. And they are celebrating their <laughs> 41st wedding anniversary. So happy anniversary, Thank guys. Thank you. Thank you. I think of all the years, five years of good things, thousand shows whatever later i don't know if i've ever had an actual anniversary on the program yet so y'all are my first wow well i guess it was just a matter of timing it just kind of worked out that way well i appreciate Um, calendar wise you know yeah i appreciate you spending your anniversary with us okay so 41 years ago sherry Mm -hmm. and charlie how did the universe collide well that would have been your wedding date so i guess a little bit not far not too far uh, in front of that how did you guys meet um okay are you gonna tell it or you want me to tell it (laughs) I was a bread man, and I walked into the grocery store with a rack, and I almost knocked her down with it. <laughs> and the uh, next thing you know, she says, well, uh, you might want to watch what you're doing with that thing. And I said, well, if you stand there long enough, I'll probably run right over you. Of course, I didn't have a good way with words. And next thing you know, I'm asking the lady behind the counter. I said, who is that person? She says, well, that's so-and-so. And I was like, well, I want to figure out how in the world to get her name and phone number. <laughs> Uh, and the rest was I was history. working for a little AM radio station at that time and doing a live broadcast from a grocery store for Valentine's Day. Oh, and so the story uh, gets sweeter. Yeah, but it wasn't very sweet because I was actually doing that because I had just broke up with somebody and I actually put it in the paper in the personal ads. I love you, but I don't love you. It was one of those. And it came out on Valentine's Day. <laughs> so I was doing the remote and he was in the store and then I threw something up on a shelf that I couldn't reach and him being 6'4 could reach and then I we didn't know each other at all but I knew when I saw him I knew I just knew and so I stuck a little purple sticky note on the, the steering wheel of his bread truck and with my name and phone number and then he waited two weeks to contact me and by that time I was thinking he just does not have a clue um, but then it was five months later we got married so five months later, you got married, mm-hmm. and that would have been on what, July 7th? 7 7, yeah. 7 7. And 41 years later, and man, you're, you guys just have a love story that is so inspiring. Thank it's you. a faith walk, and it all comes down to, and two, in the, in the pages of 12 years after seven months to live, which obviously, if you're stuck, if you stick around with each other for four decades, there's going to be some bumps in the road, there's going to be some trials and tribulations, mm-hmm. but it feels like you guys, really have been put through the test over the last <laughs> several uh, times several times so i want to go back to 2008 because that's really where with the book that's kind of where your roadblock or one of your road bumps um started and so who wants to set the stage for what what was going on with you all in 2008 we were in clarksdale mississippi and um our first grandchild was being born 
And all I got to say is that she was taking her dear sweet time <laughs> putting my daughter through it. And um, on the way home, I just didn't feel right. The road felt like it was moving around in front of me, even though it was still we were driving in a vehicle. And if you actually look on a horizon and you see things moving left and right and side to side and wobbly, then something's not right. So we got as far south from Clarksdale all the way to Vicksburg, and I told Sherry, I said, I just got to pull over. Um, got a massive headache, and I can't stand it. And I'd been having some issues prior to that, but didn't really pick up on any of it. None of it was as bad as it had become that day. Hindsight's always twenty yeah. twenty. So she drove the rest of the way home, and um, it was one of those days where my daughter says, you know, I always relive December 5th, 2008, my first child was born and my dad was diagnosed with a brain tumor that's not the kind of anniversary that you want to remember or the kind of Mm -hmm. events that you want to relive but it definitely has impressed has left an imprint on her life um interestingly enough the next day after we got home i went to work just like i always do and like a man will do hey (laughs) the bread has to be delivered at that time he was doing he was doing car sales at that time yeah yeah i was in the automobile business and um the walk from the parking lot to my office was somewhere in the neighborhood probably about 100 yards and i'd made it multiple times and felt quite fine but that morning i got to my desk and i said my god i feel like i'm dying little would i thought i was probably speaking the truth and uh I left and drove myself to the hospital, and I walked in the door, and the doctor says, uh, what are you doing here? I said, well, something's wrong. I think I'm dying. My head is hurting me. It won't quit hurting. I've never seen anything move so fast in my life. Next thing you know, they're doing a CT scan, and he comes back, and he says, you got a brain tumor. I don't remember the next three days. All I know is I woke up by the 9th of December, had this turban on my head, and I felt like a million dollars. He looked really good, too. He looked like, you know, had a tan. He, he looked healthy. He was smiling. He was talking. I was like, the, the healthiest sick guy you've ever seen in your life after having a brain tumor the size of a lemon taken out of your right frontal lobe. Sherry, being the wife driving back after the birth of your granddaughter and he having that, um, I guess, that incident where not being able to see or pull over. I mean, did you encourage him to go to the doctor at all or was it kind of? The whole of- time. Well, it's like he said, we were in the hospital at Clarksdale because uh, his daughter was in labor for such a long time that we were there with our other granddaughter. And we were basically just sitting on the floor in the hallway, just waiting like everybody else was. And every time a doctor would come by, I'd say, why don't you ask him? to take a look and see what's going on because he had this headache that was like a sinus headache plus a migraine on steroids. It was just so horrendous that I don't even know why he even got behind the wheel um, to leave that day. But it was it was just really, really bad. And, and so by the time we got to Vicksburg and he couldn't see at all at that point, things were just ridiculously not moving. Um, then... I don't even know why he didn't go to the doctor that night. But he, he went Monday morning, and we're very fortunate in all of this that we've always had doctors that we were friends with that just magically appeared in our path while all of this was going on. And this is in home in Hattiesburg. Yeah, this is in Hattiesburg at Force General. Um, we've been very, very well treated and taken care of. I mean, he's had excellent care. Uh, but that was the scariest time for us because we had um, – we had a kid in high school, and we had a kid in elementary school at the same time. And so when he was diagnosed, 
Um, and really, we just had no clue that was coming. We were like, ah, it's another headache. You know, I mean, we were all there, you know, blowing up balloons. Well, okay, there were gloves. And <laughs> my ex-husband was there in the room with us and everything. When that, that diagnosis came down, we did not see that coming. So you thought that you had had the tumor, and you mentioned, Charlie, that you felt great after it was removed. I mean, a lemon-sized tumor in your head, I'd have to think that you've been living with some kind of pressure or discomfort or something for so long, or maybe you just got so used to feeling uncomfortable, you don't remember what normal felt like. So for you, you felt relief now that it was just gone, and you thought it was over. That's brilliant. That is exactly the way it was. I'd gotten so accustomed to actually sitting down at my desk and feeling things just kind of uneasy and felt just a pressure. I thought it was my blood pressure because, well, that's what a lot of guys think uh, due to a 100-yard walk. And um, the turning point for us was when our doctor came in on the 10th, um, five days after the surgery was done, and the pathology comes back. When you have something removed, you really don't know what it is until the pathology comes back. And when the pathology arrives, you've never heard the word before. And next thing you know, I can tell by his posture and his, his his walk and the way he sets down, it isn't good. And he has that look on his face that says, it isn't good. Have you ever seen, have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? Me? No. No, that was the question the doctor asked. <laughs> I was like, I was supposed to run a race once there, but I got pregnant and I couldn't do it. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, I was thinking, when I think of the Grand Canyon, I'm sorry, I always think of Chevy Chase. But that's, you know, when somebody says, like like the movie Bucket List, when they say, you know, this is your bucket list, your top ten things you've always wanted to do. Got it. He was encouraging you, you to go. And yeah. when he said that, I was like... What does this even? That's why? Me. Like why? Okay. Why? What a what a what a way to lead. With. And then your expression just then was exactly mine. At that moment, I looked <laughs> I mean, at I Sherry know. and I I'm said, like, "What is he talking about? You ever been skydiving? I don't know. No. <laughs> why would you jump out of a perfectly good airplane? <laughs> so it was it was a. I think that was the the way that the door opened to the diagnosis and to the the, the really the hard news was. That nobody lives longer than six months to a year on a good day from a glioblastoma. Um, and they really don't. And for him to basically say, maybe seven months on the outside, now's a good time for you to sit down with your family and get your affairs in order. You just don't see that coming. And this was you know, in 2008. 2000, well, yeah, 2008 in January, um, December 2008. Well, yeah. that is obviously not where your story stops. It's where oh, it just no. begins because it's 2022, I think. For a little, <laughs> last time we looked. Last time we looked, and you're still with us, Charlie. So we've got yeah. more with Charlie and Sherry coming up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 94. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 77. Your finally Friday, a 20% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 95. And for your Saturday, a 30% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 96. 
weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with your construction site. We have many different options such as portable toilets, handicap units, hand washers, eye washers, and also roll-off dumpsters. When you gotta go, please call Gotta Go, 601-879-3969. Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from All Britain's Jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John All Britain. At All Britons, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britons as their diamond store. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. At TrustCare Health, we're reimagining healthcare for the modern world. No long waits or hoops to jump through. Just the five-star care you deserve and the convenience you need. From urgent care, available seven days a week, <coughs> to routine care for the whole family. You're good to go. See you in a couple months. You can get in and out and back to your life. Mama! Stop by one of our convenient locations or visit TrustCareHealth.com. TrustCare Health. Feel better, faster. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Ladies, be your own first responder. Strong women own at least one firearm. They know how to clean it, store it, and see it for what it is, a tool that can protect her family. It's an act of love, so act today. Boondocks Firearms Training Academy has classes open for you and your loved ones, teaching firearm use and safety. Boondocks welcomes all levels of experience. Memberships available now, so like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit us at boondocksfta.com. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. good places for you to eat, stay, and play. So take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. We're finding out more about the Marengo story. That's Charlie and Sherry. They wrote the book 12 Years After 7 Months to Live, The Faith to Fight a Terminal Brain Tumor. We were stopping in 2008, where's where your world kind of collided, which I guess mm-hmm. technically it may have went into 2009 when you finally got the diagnosis and asked if you were, I'm never going to think of, have you seen the Grand Canyon the same again, Charlie. It's, it's such a bucket list question. It is such a bucket list question, and I can't imagine what your family, what a family goes through. I mean, one on one hand, you can get a cancer diagnosis and be told you've got years or you've got however much. But, but Charlie, what was it like whenever there was a timeline of less than twelve months put on? I mean, we all 
nobody knows when their last day is. We, I mean, it could come at any time. But at the same time, there's only a few folks that really know what it's like to be told, well, here's a countdown. That's exactly right. I thought to myself, what in the world am I going to do? So many decisions to make that until you're actually thrust into that arena, you're just not capable of answering any of those things or dealing with them until you actually find yourself there. Life's sometimes like a freight train. You either get off the tracks or you let it run right over you. In this case, it was coming right at me. And I didn't want to have to depart from this world inside of seven months. So by the time we got on the other side of uh, seven months, next thing you know, my oncologist is saying, well, you kind of beat the odds. I said, well, let's just keep on going. Did you start any kind of treatment? Yeah. Um, January of '09 started uh, a chemo pill called Temidar and also radiation therapy. Every bit of that I went through smooth, didn't have any complications from it. And when we got through with all of that, the question was, well, what do we do with him now? And I asked myself that as well. What do I do with me now? Because, let's see, if they're according to according to seven months from July, that, uh, from December, that would mean the month I was born, <laughs> I would be leaving. And when I got on the other side of that, never mind, I'm, all I'm going to do now is look forward. I'm curious the process that you went through, I mean, to maybe make the decision to try to treat it, because there's a lot of people who get weighed with that option of a short time to live and living that seven months versus trying to fight for another seven or another seven weeks or, you know, whatever, and what the, you know, side effects from the various uh, treatments could look like. And I know that was like a family decision, but where did the, you know, where did the courage to just say, screw it, I'm going out with a fight? We, um... At the time, and and I, I think there's one new chemotherapy treatment for glioblastoma, but at that time, that was the only one. Um, and it is, again, it's a pill. It's not like a shunt or an IV or anything like that. And so they started out on the regimen they thought would be sufficient to go um, to try to make sure that it was because the tumor was gone. They didn't have any sign of any cells anywhere in there, but this was like the insurance policy to keep it at bay was to because glioblastoma has a terrible terrible history of you think you got it and then six months later it's like everywhere and it doesn't and it just takes over your whole brain but after like when we got to year three we went to the doctor and said why are we still doing this because it was starting to cause um detrimental effects to his health because sometimes, especially with cancer, the treatment is just as bad, if not worse, than the actual disease itself. And we were scared to death. Don't let me, you know, let's not coat this with anything. It's, it's We were scared to death. Um, we were scared to talk about it out loud. We were scared. We were certainly afraid to talk to our kids, you know. Um, we had no idea what to do with getting your affairs in order when you're in. How old were you? Were you in our? I was in my early 50s. No, no, no. It was before that because Hannah was. I was fifty-one. Like yeah, it was yeah. right there around that forty-nine, fifty area, which is right about the time that most people, most couples, are like, "Yay, let's make plans for the future." To you know, we got this many more years before we can retire. Let's make a plan. This time it was let's make a plan for, you know, how to take care of the house, how to take care of the cars, what about the kids and their education and insurance, and you know, and we were taking care of parents at the same time. Um, so we were not just dealing with him, but we were dealing with a lot of other things, all a lot of moving parts. And in the book, we explain a lot of that. Um, but the, the point 
behind some of this was really because we learned a lot of things the hard way. We learned a lot of language about cancer that we had never had to face before. I mean, honestly, not had to personally put our hands on words that we didn't want to learn. Um, what and were so, some of those? Assuming they're not dirty words. <laughs> no, we know all those. Um, it, it's, it was like, you know, it was like we, we were not used to, like, hearing. Um, it, we not had not gone down the whole MRI, PET scans, um, and, and all the acronyms, all, the, all of the initials. It was like an alphabet soup of scary. They don't for give us. you a flip chart or they don't give you. No, you don't get a manual because everybody is different. different. Uh, but that but that was why we kind of wrote most of what we wrote in the book was we wanted to be very upfront and raw about all of the things that we went through. And it is very raw. Um, one actual entire chapter is basically oh, I went through the house and pulled all of our journals. We journal like crazy people. Um, everything. All the time. And so I found every journal in the house of every page that we had ever written during this time and I scanned them and I tried to make sense of that. Um, so it My is, handwriting. <laughs> yeah. Because his handwriting went from not great to really not great. Um, but it's but it's where we were at the time, and it's and it's hurtful and it's painful to go back and see it. And I know our kids are really struggling with that. Um, but it's the truth. It is. It's, it's very much. And it but can be maybe healing. Some it, people can read this and go, "This is exactly where I'm at," or "This is exactly how I'm feeling," or you know, I have somebody that's going through this, and they need to read your story because they have lost all hope. Which I think is the crux of what your story is, is the fact that you never gave up faith to fight. No. The fact that you even chose to fight in the beginning, to me, is a miracle. Because I know, uh, and with with no disrespect to anyone who would have chose just to go to the Grand Canyon. Right. And just to, you know, live out the seven well, months. Well, I still want to. You st- Well, I was going to ask, did you do, I mean, but, but you were also taking your treatments. Did you make steps to finalize, other than the, you know, the loose ends, did you get to go on any trips? Did you eat any good cheesecake? I mean, it's, you know, it's those kind no, of No, I had a job. Yeah. I had a job. Uh, I mean, I was, I had a morning show on right. the radio. So, you know, for five hours a day, I could put all of this aside for those five hours. And then he was at home as half the time he drove himself to treatment, you know, and we had a kid in school. Um, and then Hannah was... Let's see, in 2008, I don't know. 12. At one point, somewhere around her birthday or January, February, and when all of this was going on, she went and goes, did we have Christmas? And I was like, I think we might have, but I can't guarantee it. Let's go look at some pictures and see if we did. Because we honestly, the whole month of December is just a big old fog. Right. Um, you asked a question earlier about what gave you the, the courage to go forward. Mm-hmm. Well, unknown to me at the time... I sold thousands of cars to people, okay? Well, Three I'm, on our ceasefire text line. <laughs> <laughs> Probably way more than yeah. that. <laughs> and ironically, I had no idea how many people actually thought enough of me to actually send me cards from their churches and say, hey, we're praying for you. All over the world. Really? I don't mind telling you right now. It chokes me up when I think about it because you don't realize how other people care for you until they actually know that something's wrong with you, and yeah, you're praying for yourself, and you're asking God a whole lot of questions, and you're asking everybody around you a whole lot of questions, but ultimately, it all comes down to your friends, your family, and your faith. Um, my my faith was, uh, let's just say, there, 
But you don't know where your faith really is until you finally stare yourself in the mirror and see the time clicking by. Mm-hmm. And the, the clock won't stop ticking. You can't you can't buy back time. It's never going to stop until that day when you're not here anymore. And when you realize you're when you stare your mortality in the face, you find that next step that moves you forward and keeps you going. You also remind us, Charlie, though, that there is somebody on the other side of those cards. And when we're in our small small groups or at our churches and we see the prayer list and someone raises their hand and says, mm-hmm. you know, Charlie has cancer, let's keep him in our prayer. What that, you know, you may be going through the motions just being a part of that church congregation, but at the same time, there's somebody who cares that you care on the other side. And so that's going to make me joke. But I mean... Yeah, I think sometimes we forget the power of just honoring someone and holding space for them through prayer or just community connection. And we don't recognize how much that can actually be part of what helps them heal or helps them just go one more day. I have to I have to give a plug real quick to my oncologist. I wish all doctors had an opportunity to spend a day with an oncologist who deals with people who are terminal all the time. Not to be negative or anything, but there's a difference. And mm-hmm. oncologists deal with people who are dying. And they put their hand on their shoulder. They talk to them. They spend more time with them. They invest in them. And they encourage them before they ever leave. And mine was at the top of my list. She's an angel, and she has a place waiting for her. What's her name? Dr. Lisa Bond. Dr. Exactly. Lisa Bond. Well, we're going to get into the faith side of Charlie and Sherry's story coming up next here on Good Things. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has an outstanding selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, color plants, and bagged and bulk soils. Everything for your outdoor living. Large shipments of outdoor patio furniture have arrived. Callaway showroom and warehouse are full. We have the largest in-stock selection in the South. Callaway's has plenty of large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoors and outdoors? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for Holy Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with a push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. 
Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus, count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Last week, a singular vote blocked the allocation of $100 million in emergency road and bridge repair funds for the Magnolia State. Mississippi's Northern District Transportation Commissioner, John Caldwell, was the one who issued the vote, saying that he needed more time to look over the proposed list of projects. It's just a matter of I needed more time, and I asked for that. Uh, you know, they pressed me on things. I said, well, you know, we got to communicate. There's some things that, that I've asked for that I hadn't received yet, and so we were we were getting those things. Caldwell explained his vote was also due to lack of communication between the other commissioners. If we would have had better communication, including me, no, that's, that's not pointing fingers at anybody, including my communication mm-hmm. with them, we would have just postponed it until the next meeting, which, which we actually are doing. But it was created in a way that I ended up having to vote against it. But again, I think a lot of that was just just simple miscommunication. For the funds to be approved, the commission must grant a unanimous vote. Gallo here. I want to tell you about the Palmer Home for Children Radiothon July 14th, right here on Super Talk. You know, at Palmer Home, every child is received in the spirit of love. And Palmer Home for Children is committed to serving every aspect of their life. It's a faith-based organization that doesn't take government funding, so they need our help. No donation is too small, and every bit makes a real-world difference for a child in need. Tune in to the Palmer Home for Children Radiothon Thursday, July 14th, right here on Supertalk. The 10th Annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon on July 14th here on Super Talk Mississippi. Help and spread the word because children are precious. Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. 
delay in planning your Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. And I hope you're joining us, too, over at supertalktv.com. You'll see we're continuing our conversation with Sherry and Char- Charlie Marengo. They're from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And, man, they've been married 41 years today. Woo-hoo. But, man, oh, yeah. they've walked through some um, trials and tribulations along the way, one being the fact that in 2008 you were diagnosed with a terminal brain tumor. And then the fight began, right? I mean, we're now 12 years later, so there's light at the end of the tunnel. But that was a rough sort of period of time. And, Charlie, you didn't read the book until the book came out, which I appreciate. I'm like, what a man, even though you contributed, obviously. Um, what did you learn when you first read the 12 years after a seven months to live? Well, I couldn't put it down. And when I got to the section that actually Sherry contributes, her part about being the caregiver, it suddenly dawned on me that when you are the person that's diagnosed, you're staring yourself in the mirror all the time. And what the person the person that you don't see is the person on the other side of the mirror, which is her, the caregiver. So I, I immediately, when I finally got through with all that, I just broke down. I was like, wow, I never knew. Never knew that all of these things were a part of her life day in and day out. And for what it's worth, I'm ra- not rambling here, okay, but <clears throat> for what it's worth, I work at a hospital in Hattiesburg. And I see folks all the time out on the parking lot. I watched someone one day scream and holler and beat a steering wheel. And I thought to myself, why in the world is that person doing that? And after reading this, now I know. Because when you're in the thick of it, Sherry, yeah. you're not trying to unload your issues onto the man who's got the brain Mm-mm. tumor. I mean, that seems a little. But at the same time, you you know, you may be tough, but you're not bulletproof. That is true. Um, and th- and there is there's a whole once we get past the whole all of the trauma and the drama and everything that went on because it wasn't I mean there was the brain tumor and then there was the healing um, and we truthfully believe that that was a divine healing because otherwise why is he here 14 years later and people are still like I mean even doctors will look at him and go but we don't know what to do with you we don't understand we don't get it and I'm like you don't have to get it because we do. We totally, 100% in our people, in our circle, all understand this, that he's here because God said he needed him here to do things, to be the messenger, to be in the ministry that he's in as he drives the shuttle in a parking lot. He is exactly where he needs to be and doing what he needs to do. With caregivers, I do want to make sure that you know that in this book, there's like a whole chapter of information about um don't do what I did, which was I just kept it all to myself because I had a job. I had a kid. I had another kid. I had a sick dad. I had a husband in chemo and was just basically trying to survive. And also we had a daughter that was in and out of jail and hospital at the same time on a different floor. So it was like it was crazy there for a couple of years. But you need to have somebody that you can unload with you need to have somebody you can scream with or just somebody's just going to sit there and let you just fall on the floor and get it all out um and it doesn't always need to be somebody from your sunday school class because sometimes they'll look back at you and go that was kind of weird um but it is important that caregivers have an outlet and that they have a support system of some kind not familia not related not inside your house and you can't do that with your person when they're sitting there with that poison in their body. You have to step away from them because they're just going to get even more freaked out. Um, so it's good that you have 
even if it's a friend that lives a town away or something, you can just call and say, I need to come to your house. And I did that with a couple of people. I just said, I'm coming to your house. Please make your kids and your dog go outside because I'm fixing to unload. And I just walk in, she hand me a cup of coffee, shut the door, and I just let it go. But, it, you know, everybody needs that. Um, also, there's a lot of resources that we put in the book that people, a lot of what we're dealing with right now is we're counseling with some people when they get diagnosed with a, with a brain tumor like that. Or a family member. We get calls and texts all the time from people that are like, you know, I have a friend that just got diagnosed and they're freaking out and they don't know what to do or who to talk to. Well, you're in total shock for the first week. What? Why? You're in shock for a while. So it's best if you don't make any decisions right then. It's best that you don't knee jerk into, you know, oh, my God, I got to sell the house and, you know, I got to go and pay off the car. Don't do anything for a little while. Just let it happen because a couple of days is not going to make any big difference. You were talking about, Sherry, one thing that got you through is this idea of just for today. Yeah. Or one day at a time. And then you don't really understand it until your anxiety is so heavy that it's all you can do. Mm-hmm. It and is. what that can mean for, for someone. It can be the, the best piece of advice. for, And no matter where you are, maybe in a journey now that's hard. I like Mike from Grand Bay chimes in and says, we need to start the 3F Club, <laughs> Faith, Family, and Friends. That's Bring one big, on. <laughs> that's, the, that's actually the name of one of the chapters in the book. Yeah. Um, and, of course, and we added the fight on top of that. But, um, again, there are some really good resources. There is a lot more information now that is um, of a more positive light than there was. Because when we started this business back in 2008, 2009, still the Internet was very young then. And we were just searching and searching, and all you got was terrible, bad things. And you can't you can't live in that terrible, bad place. You have to come out of that and, and look at the bigger picture. But again, just for today, just get through today. Just get you know. through today. Mike from uh, Mike and Gulfport, the name of the book is 12 Years After 7 Months to Live, The Faith to Fight a Terminal, Bra- Terminal Brain Tumor, Charlie and Sherry Marengo. Um, as the authors, if you want to look it up. Speaking of the book, where can we get it? Um, Amazon.com is the quickest, easiest way to get it. We are doing a book signing at the author shop in downtown Hattiesburg next Saturday, the 16th. Uh, we will be at Sumrall um, at the Except for Grace Christian Bookstore on August the 6th. And we are speaking at churches. So if anybody wants us to come and speak to their small group or uh, to their church on Wednesday night, we basically work for food and gas money at this point because we just want to be able to bring the message to people um, that, I mean, he's a walking, talking miracle. And people need to be able to put their eyes on that and not just listen to what we say, but to see that it he's here, you know, he's fine. He's the healthiest sick guy you've ever seen in your life. You can't see you can't see through the radio what that looks that look that she just gave me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, I'm fine. <laughs> you you know, it's one thing to to be the loved one, Sherry, to be the wife of forty one years and have prayed, feel like your prayers are answered. I feel like it's another perspective to be the one that feels like you cheated death, right? I I mean I was just listening to a podcast to uh, of one of the survivors from the plane that went down and got landed. Uh, oh, Sully was the captain's name. I can't remember yeah. what it was. You know, and how he felt like he got a second chance at life when he opened his eyes and he saw that they were floating and he wasn't, you know, dead. So for you, when you pass that seven month and now you're at 14 years, I mean, how do you how how do you rest? How do you grapple with that? The book. Actually, the book. And the reason I say that is because for the longest I thought to myself, OK, what's next? I've already overcome. And what's also mentioned in here is that we didn't 
talk about is, is in 2019, I had a recurrence. I've always Technically said, not, but... Well, okay, but they took out a brain tumor. I've always said that most people fail to comprehend that just because God gives you a second chance and heals you of something doesn't mean that you're not going to have something else happen later on. Even Lazarus died again. That is true. He didn't get raised a second time. That's true. That is true. That is true. So, my overall... Cats only have nine left. That's right. And I may be on my eighth or ninth. I don't know, but... He's had some times. Ultimately... The positive, the positive component of this is, is almost it is the equivalent of what my brother and I have discussed so many times. It's not like if you die and you show up in heaven, God goes, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> I don't know. I, some I know some of us. <laughs> I know some people that that's probably going to be what they get. So, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, yeah. But you are correct. Yes, and that's just going with you know. You, it's um, the idea that God's already there, or that there's no surprises for God. There may be, you know, surprises for for us. Again, going back to mm-hmm. 2008, it just it blew you away to hear that kind of diagnosis. But the way that you two have managed to do it together to me is beautiful because sometimes things like that tear families apart. They don't necessarily knit them tighter together. It does. And that and that's sad because it, you know it's because everybody's living in their own little part of the trauma of a disease that is literally trying to kill you i mean cancer is of satan it's just here to kill you that's all it is no cons there's no positive to this at all so um we've decided to take a verse that we're is basically going to be our our verse to cover this book in our journey um and there is going to be a second companion book by the way called the survivor sessions uh so if anybody wants that for a small group for a church just there's a contact information in the back but it is um, 1 Peter 5.10, And after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To be to him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, that is a beautiful place to wrap this up with. But we will stick with uh, Sherry and Charlie coming up next here on Good Things. I love a rainy night. Well, I love a rainy night. You can see it in my eyes. Yeah, I love This is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies, ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home, because we hate termites more than you do. Dell's Black Friday in July sale is here. 
Power productivity with a tech refresh. Now with up to 45% off top-rated laptops like the XPS, along with our special deals on business desktops with Intel Core processors. Get big savings on the latest servers, storage, monitors, and more with free shipping and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glockstead or online at bennelson.com. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. This is the closing agri market report. At the close of the near cotton exchange, December cotton was up 327 to 9188. March cotton was up 332 to 88 even. At the close of the Chicago Board of Trade, August soybeans were up 38 and three quarters to 1485 and a quarter per bushel. September soybeans up 42 cents to 1383 per bushel. December corn was up 11 and a quarter to 596 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was up 10 and three quarters to 602 per bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle was up a nickel to 134.55. October live cattle was down 10 cents to 139.85. August feeders down 82 to 172.47. September feeders down 102 to 176.05. And at this hour, Dow Jones is up 295 points, 31,333. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Please never use gas appliances for purposes which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes and never store flammable materials inside propane cylinders. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in protecting your home or business. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards. Plus, we offer free gas checks for our customers. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. There's 
There's so many good things to do in Mississippi, so take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org. Also, take some time to go over to supertalktv.com. And if you're just joining us, you want to go back and find good things later on YouTube or even in podcast form because Sherry and Charlie have shared a wonderful story. It's a, it's a story of love. It's a story of fight. It's a story of surrender. It's, a, it's just a great uh, story full of hope as well. And their book, 12 Years After Seven Months to Live, it's the, the Faith to Fight a Terminal Brain Tumor is what we're talking about today here on Good Things. And I thought we would end with kind of pointing out the obvious because I know you guys also direct that into the book. It's because you are a miracle, Charlie. You got you were you were given seven months to live and you beat that. Fourteen years later, you're here with us doing well and have gotten to you know experience so much life. And I feel like there's going to be someone listening who says, yeah, but we had all the prayer cards. We were also on all the prayer circles. We, you know, believed for more. And unfortunately, someone's time with cancer came to to an end before they Mm -hmm. determined it was, um, you know, fair. How do you wrestle with that when you come across people with stories like that as well? Again, I go back to the discussion that I have with my brother. We deal with death in the book. And he and I talk about this oftentimes more than anything else. And the reason being is because his wife died two years ago. She had a terminal tongue cancer problem. And the doctor told her that you won't die from the tongue cancer. You're going to die from the effects of it. He watched her for the last eight years of her life Mm -hmm. come down to where the only relief that she would ever get in this life was to leave here. Now, as hard as that is to swallow... I've been there, done that, and thought to myself out in my backyard when I didn't know whether whether the sky was up or down or whether or not I was looking to be put 10 feet in the ground or whatever. I asked myself the same question. Is it my time? And if it is my time, then I, who am I to actually say that I could stop it? And if I've been given the opportunity and the blessing to actually stay here, then I need to contribute something to help people. The most important thing that you can do day in and day out for somebody is make a difference in at least one person's mm-hmm. life. Well, and you're going to get healed either here or there. You're either going to be healed here on earth in this life, or you're going to be healed when you walk into heaven. And and then that's then the battle's over. You know, you've you've got where you got to go. And and we have got um, a couple of people's stories. It's, I mean, it's not just to us in the book. We had a couple of people that contributed their family stories of their people that did not survive glioblastoma brain tumors. And it doesn't always have this outcome. And it doesn't always, no matter how you pray and no matter what treatments you get and no matter how much you love somebody, that does not always keep them from dying and being healed in heaven. It would have been very unfair for us to not create a balance in this book. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, we want people to understand that. But I think the the thread through, no matter what the story is, if there's a cancer story or there's a battle story, it's still having hope. There is hope. And there's a lot of encouragement. We, and that was part of the reason we wrote the book was just, we just wanted other people to have a little bit more information and a little bit more introspective about what they're going to face because of what we had to go through we learn things the hard way so we want to be able to say to tell other people and that's why we talk to so many people and counsel with people is because we had to learn a bunch of things like on the run you know just wake up and learn something new that you had to deal with you didn't have to deal with yesterday isn't that interesting (laughs) i was telling somebody yesterday i said you know it's not like i woke up one morning and said i think i'm gonna go see if i got cancer no nobody does Rebecca, you can break a leg and you don't think you're going to die. 
you can have a severe cut and you don't think you're going to die. You may act like it, but when you hear the C <laughs> word, <laughs> that has a whole different a whole different connotation. Mm-hmm. It makes that that person when they hear the word think, "Oh dear God, I'm going to die." And that's exactly when you hear the word cancer, you immediately that feels like a death sentence the minute that you hear that. But it isn't always that way. No, and I think that's the beauty of the story too, and just the fact that you had the courage to fight, you had the faith to you know keep going, and then too now you have this opportunity to sort of pay it forward, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's a love story as well as you celebrate your forty first wedding anniversary. You didn't know that day you were delivering bread, you would meet your <laughs> your soon to be bride five months later, Woo-hoo. which I think such again small world. Shout out to Andy who was the manager at the Aww. Sunflower when you guys met forty one years ago when they say. Mississippi really is a small town. We really are one big <laughs> small town uh, sort of sort of family. And I feel like you guys are going to help a lot of families with with your story, with your story of hope and just, you know, knowing that someone has walked through the unthinkable. And there is there are, you know, even if it's not your story that may end in it, just knowing that there can be a positive outcome for somebody, maybe all that someone needs today. We do have a, um, a Facebook page for 12 years after seven months to live. So if anybody wants to go to Facebook and um, and just like that page, they can send us a message or, or drop a name and a, a contact info. And then also Charlie's email address is in all the books. But, I mean, we want people to come to us with their questions and their stories. And that if they want us to come to them, we're glad to do that. All right. Y'all got to come back for your 50th wedding anniversary. You okay? bet. We'll celebrate that here on Good I'll Things. push him in his wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all stick with us, though. We got uh, Thank shifting you, gears. Absolutely. To Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Good things for you. Yeah, good things for you. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.